0: It's raining today and I don't know why I'm waiting on the sun to open up the sky Maybe today you give it a try Or maybe you just leave it alone It's a long road that we journey on It's a long road till we're finally home God's got a season
1: when it falls like
0: me. God's got a reason for everything. By design. For every garden has its season, and every season has.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on where you're at and what you're what time you're listening to. This is Sister on Scripture, and it's Monday, April the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2023, and I'm glad to have you here this morning with me. Um, the prayer requests, I will do those um, for sure, definitely, Ellen, at the end, um, but I got it, okay? for uh, Tyler. So we will make sure we'll pray for Tyler before we go. The last that we left off on Sister and Scripture on Thursday, we were reading um, in Jeremiah and we read Jeremiah 7. I'm going to try to get the mic closer so you can hear me better. Um, we were reading Jeremiah uh, 7 and we got through 9-2, I believe. So today I'm going to start back at the beginning of 9 just because I really don't like to leave it kind of on a cliffhanger, but, um, we'll start with that. I am reading out of the NASB 1977 edition. So if you'd like to read and follow along, please do. Um, today is not going to be as much of a breakdown of the scripture and the verses, um, as I did on Thursday, this Thursday we'll break it down a little bit more and I may do that. Um, on Thursdays and just do kind of a breakdown of what we've already, what we've discussed. And so Monday will be the full scripture day and then maybe Thursday scripture with some explanation. Just kind of following God as He, His Father leads me and and guides in this. This is just for Him and, and for you guys because I love audio. Um, I love the audio books in general, but especially the Bible. And I have gained so much from just being able to listen. So I'm glad to be able to bring y'all an audio version. Jeremiah um, 9. So we'd been talking about the the sins of um, what the people were doing and how they were not repenting. And even, you know, the Lord came to Jeremiah and was giving him, you know, the message at the temple gate, telling him um, to proclaim that word and that all that, all of Judah who enter by the gates are supposed to worship. But they didn't want to, they didn't want to worship. They didn't want to follow the Lord's commandments. And so they continued in their sin with their false idols and Um, With it being Passover week it kind of felt really good. Um, That was God. That was not me I didn't plan it But we were talking about on Thursday about the Queen and what the word Queen meant in Greek and I think it was Greek. It may have been Hebrew. It was Hebrew. I'm sorry Old Testament is Hebrew. New Testament is Greek and It was really neat to find out um what the word queen meant in in this time versus what we consider the queen to be now then they were doing um they were sacrificing and women were baking cakes and um burning incense in order to um in order to give kind of like a homage or you know, we have our, our feast days in the days that we're supposed to do our burnt offerings or the Jewish people, Gentiles, it's a little different, but, um, Jewish tradition has the different feast and, um, and I think it was Exodus. I believe they were going of over the different, um, sacrifices the burnt offerings the peace offerings and that kind of thing and so they were worshiping and giving these sacrifices to other gods not our father who are in heaven that god you know the father of jesus our our holy father and so god was mad and god was telling them hey you know what don't pray for them don't ask me for prayer for them i won't intercede don't ask me to intercede And it's because I believe, and Jeff discussed this with us some on um, Thursday when we were doing our Passover episode. And we'll probably talk a little bit about it just because it's Passover week and the Lord deserves it. Um, It's gonna be some incorporations into it. um, This week, Thursday night show, we're gonna be discussing trumpets, um, the shofar and the sounding of the trumpets and why and what they mean and I am doing a, yesterday I had the first meet and greet, um, though it was kind of sudden. So I'm gonna schedule another one and I will schedule it for this weekend. And it'll probably be this Sunday again at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I'll do a Zoom link. I'll put it in knickknacks, Christ followers. Um, I'll put it in the Bard's Fest planning room as well. And we'll do a meet and greet on Zoom. Two weeks from yesterday was what I was planning to do to have our first shofar blowing session. And so um, I was going to do just kind of a meet and greet. If anybody is interested, DM me and I'll and um, I'll make sure you get that link and get the right time. Um, I'm going to give it another attempt just to see. So if anybody wants to learn how, I, I, I am not a shofar blower. Let me just say that. So we're gonna be learning and teaching each other. It's not gonna just be me giving you instructions because I am learning as well as many other people. And there's other people that can blow it a whole lot better. So if you want to volunteer to share some knowledge and wisdom with us, that's wonderful. Just send me a DM on Telegram, okay? So let's go ahead and dive into the word now. I've cleared up all of the, um, I think, messages and stuff that I needed to get over with. Um, tonight on Knick Knacks, I'm going to have Angie on. We're going to be talking about comfrey and all of the different many benefits and uses for it. If you don't have comfrey in your garden, get it today like you should have had it yesterday. It's amazing. I didn't realize the benefits, but it's great. So we'll be talking about that tonight on Knickknacks at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Jeremiah 9, a lament over Zion. Oh, that my head were waters, and my ears a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the in the desert a wayfarer's lodging place, that I might leave my people and go from them, for all of them are adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men, and they bend their tongues like their bow, lies and not truth prevail in the land for they proceed from evil to evil and they do not know me declares the lord let everyone be on guard against his neighbor and do not trust any brother because every brother deals craftily and every neighbor goes about as a slanderer and everyone deceives deceives his neighbor and does not speak the truth They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They weary themselves, committing iniquity. Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and assay them. For what else can I do because of the daughter of my people? Their tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceit with its... With his mouth, one speaks peace to his neighbor, but inwardly he sets an ambush for him. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord? On a nation such as this, shall I not avenge myself? For the mountains I will take up a weeping and wailing, and for the pastures of the wilderness a dirge, because they are laid waste so that no one passes through, and the lowing Of the cattle is not heard both the birds of the sky and the beast have fled they are gone can you imagine that like how how desolate it must look if everything has left everything's gone all the beasts in the field are gone everything is left And I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitants. Who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken, that he may declare it? Why is the land ruined, laid waste like a desert, so that no one passes through? And the Lord said, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but have walked after the stubbornness of their hearts, or of their heart, and after the balls as their fathers taught them. If you think back to it, um, especially with the Middle East, you know, we know about the flood and Noah. I mean, that's probably, besides the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, probably one of the most famous, um, parts of the Bible is about the flood Um, that and the garden of good and evil where Eden or Eve in the garden of Eden had picked um, or ate the forbidden fruit. So, I mean, there's several very big stories in the Bible that we know of, but the ark is one of them. And I believe that in that time, that area was a beautiful, lush, um, gorgeous area, you know? I mean, that's where God put his people. So do you think he put them in the middle of a desert and a wasteland? I don't think so. Um, now, this is just my, my thoughts here. And so, I mean, I may be incorrect on those. It's, it's, you know, if I am, okay, I'll admit that I was wrong. But so if you think about it, you know, the people were, they had the water, just like when God moved the Nile. They had water and they had vegetation and they had everything they needed. You know, the livestock is flourishing. The wild animals are there. But God is so enraged and mad because the people are just ignoring him. They're only seeking him when they want something. They're only, you know, doing what they should do when it benefits them. And a lot of people do that now. I mean, we could see that now. How many, even Christians, you know, you see. Christians that claim to to have been saved by the blood of Jesus and that's what really pisses me off is when you've got Christians that are lukewarm Christians that only seek him when they need something. Well Jesus said you follow me at all times. I am your rabbi. If I'm your rabbi, I, you follow me. You try to be like me. And they're not trying to be like him and that's what we should all do is to strive to be like Jesus. So this land is, you know, it's become a desolate place because God is mad. God is really mad. And he's trying, he's, he's showing them, hey, look, you know, I give it and I take it away, just like in Job. God gives it and God can take it away just as fast as he can. And none of this is by our hand. It's all by his hand, by his design, and by what he wills. So, you know, he's punishing them in this and giving them these desolate places. And now we see, you know, some of the evidence. I think some of it's gone. I mean, there's been 2,000 years of winds. And, you know, just that sand's going to blow around. Stuff's going to get covered. And who knows what is, you know, underneath the surface. We don't know. God's mad. God's very, very upset. I'll get off my soapbox now. It makes me mad, though, when people don't even want to try to do right by God and try to follow what he says. Like he says, the mountains I will take up, a weeping and wailing, and for the pastures of the wilderness of Dirge, because they are laid waste, so that no one passes through. He's made it a wasteland. It's like, okay, well, I'll fix that. Jeremiah 9:11 And I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins a haunt of jackals and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant Who is the wise man that may understand this and who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken that he may declare it Why is the land a ruined waste laid waste like a desert so that no one passes through And the Lord said, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but have walked after the stubbornness of their hearts, and after the balls as their fathers taught them. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them this people with wormwood, and give them poisoned water to drink. And I will scatter them among the nations whom neither they nor their fathers have known, and I will send the sword after them until they I have now. Anno- Excuse me. Sorry. I was getting really raged up there. And I will send the sword after them until I have annihilated them. Thus says the Lord of hosts Consider and call for the mourning women that they may come, and send for the wailing women that they may come. Is my sound okay, guys? I turned my mic levels down. Jeff, um, you were on my te- my test the other day. Okay, good. I've got it down to three and a half. This is kind of my note because I'm gonna listen later. Um, but I'm closer to the mic, so I'm hoping this comes through better. Oh, good. That kept it from y'all hearing the chickens, I think. Thank you, Ellen. Oh, Jeff, Ellen liked our um, Easter Passover episode. You missed her compliment. He's great. I like having Jeff on with me. He's a good brother. 9.18. And let them make haste and take up a wailing for us, that our eyes may shed tears and our eyelids flow with water. For a voice of wailing is heard from Zion. How are are we ruined? We are put to great shame for we have left the land because they have cast down our dwellings. Now hear the word of the Lord, O you women, and let your ear receive the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters wailing, and everyone her neighbor a dirge. For death has come up through the, our windows. It has entered our palaces to cut off the children from the streets. The young men from the town squares speak, thus declares the Lord, the corpses of men will fall like dung on the open field, and like the, sh- and like the shaft after the reaper, but no one will gather them. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness. Justice and righteousness on earth, for I delight in these things," declares the Lord. So God's telling us, um, "Good morning, Murdoch. Okay, Ellen. Be, uh, it was wonderful to have you here. I hope you get to join us back. So God's telling him the things that you're to boast of is is to boast that you understand and know know Him." Boast that you understand the lord boast that you know the lord boast that you have a relationship with him but don't just boast on your own self don't boast on your wisdom don't boast on the things that you have because in a flash in a blink of an eye they can all be gone just because you have them now doesn't mean you're gonna have them later and just like life that's one thing that's why i like to live i said i'm gonna like read through but i guess i'm gonna yeah there's there's no getting off yeah, for soapbox on some of them. I'm sorry, guys. I was trying to put one day for y'all could have just straight scripture, but it's not happening. Um, God wants us to delight in him and to boast in him because all of these things are given by him. Just like when we wake up and we, we have, we, we take out, you know, we breathe, which we breathe without even noticing that we're breathing, but we wake up in the morning we open our eyes and we realize, Oh, we've been given a new day. And before you get out of bed, try to make this habit. Thank God. Thank him. Father, thank you. I woke up today. Thank you, Father. Please use me the way that you see fit to glorify your name. Allow me the strength, the energy, the courage to come come out in this world and do the things that you want me to do, the things that you declare, Lord, the things that you have put on my heart to do, Father. Have me do them. Let me do them to glorify them in your name. Help me to do them so that I may bring others to you, Father. Thank you for this day that you have given me. Thank you for the beauty that I owe that to, to see today. Father, there may be pains and there may be aches and there may be sufferings. We know that's gonna happen. But Father, thank you that you woke me up today because you know what? Not everybody does. That's a blessing. So enjoy that blessing and give Father the thanks before you even get out of bed. Tell him thank you and watch the changes in your life start happening. I've seen them myself. I've seen going through times where you're struggling and don't even know how you're gonna get up out of bed. You hurt so bad but you pray to Father and Father God just comes through you and washes you clean and you feel that warmth of his spirit coming down into you and he just gives you that extra energy but you have to ask him you have to ask and you know what you may not feel better guess what you may still be laying in that bed in tears wondering why me don't ask why me father god knew and as i you're going through this because father knows that You're going to still have the faith. You don't have to see the witness and witness those miracles firsthand to still have that faith in him. So sometimes you won't be cured. Sometimes you won't be healed. Sometimes you'll still ache. Sometimes you'll still struggle. We're going to, it's in the word. Did Jesus not struggle? I mean, come on guys. Jesus suffered the most out of anyone that could ever suffer anything. He suffered on that cross. He went to Sheol and and was in the depths, the pits of hell. No light was there because God does not dwell there. God is light. But Jesus took that for us. So can we not, when we wake up in the morning before we put our feet on the ground, is there not two minutes that you can thank Him for the things that He's given you? Sorry, I don't mean to be on such a soapbox, but... You know, I'm just, I, I love how much Jesus loves me and Passover week, you know, it's sad when I think about the lashes, the nails, the, where he's thirsty, you know, and he's sitting there and he's, he's asking for our forgiveness. Jesus is pleading with father God who turns his back on him because he can't stand to see him suffering. And Jesus goes into Sheol, but Jesus first asked to forgive us for we know not what, for they know not what they do. He asked for our forgiveness. He could have asked for anything, anything in this world. He could have asked for, Jesus could have asked, but what did Jesus ask for? Jesus asked for our forgiveness. Hey guys, that's That's amazing, that's amazing grace right there. And if that don't tear you up, then you need to go back and read some scripture. And you need to go back and really think about what, um, where your heart is. You know, I'm not judging you. You know, you don't have to tear up for that. But, you know, Jesus did so much for us that, we can give him praise in the morning before we get out of bed. If you don't pray any other time, that's one place that you can before you, you start anything. You know, we all want to sit there and we all want to see. Yeah, Jeff, I'm teary-eyed too. I'm like, I, I'm fighting am back here. Y'all y'all probably could hear it in my voice, but I love Jesus. And, uh, you know, if you just take that, it's like brushing your teeth. When you're a child and you start learning, you know, your mom's teaching you to brush your teeth or your dad, whoever, grandma, grandpa, I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just a word. Um, But You're learning to brush your teeth. It's not an automatic habit. It's not something that just starts and that you're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this. I got this down. You know, you've got to develop a habit. And bad habits are hard to break because they are ingrained in us and because they're bad. Anything that's bad, you know, evil's going to hold on to and try to keep. But we know that with the power of Jesus, that we could do greater things than he. So we're able to defeat that evil. So just find, I say in the bed because, you know, we're all like laying there and it's like, oh, I don't want to get up. Well, okay. Don't, don't get up. Pray. Thank him. Give thanks first. Don't just seek Him when you need something. Don't seek Him when times are tough or something's bad. But seek Him all the time. Give Him all the glory all of your days because that's who deserves it. And you'll see changes in your lives. You just got to start making the change for Him and putting in that effort and that faith. And now I'm going to at least try to get to chapter 10 today. I mean, those were the things that, that the lord values loving kindness justice and righteousness on earth he delights in those things behold the days are coming declares the lord that i will punish all who are circumcised and yet uncircumcised egypt and judah and edom and the son of ammon and moab and all those inhabiting the desert who clip the hair on their temples for all the nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised of heart. That means their heart, I mean, in my opinion. So that was Jeremiah 9.26. That's the, towards the end of 9.26, where he is saying, all the nations are uncircumcised, even those that were circumcised. The nations are uncircumcised. The house of Israel is uncircumcised, but they're uncircumcised of the heart that means they've not peeled off that layer kind of like an onion they have not clipped off that layer of skin and our our heart has um a layer of skin around it i think it's the pericardium and i mean that's like literally but god is wanting us to 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 clip off that layer not literally but he's wanting us to take that layer and open our hearts up to him not to have a wall around our hearts, not to have anything blocking our hearts, but to keep our hearts open so that the love of Jesus and the love of Father can come through us and flow through and come out of us to others. That's why Jesus stressed so much that it wasn't just, you know, with the clean versus unclean foods. It wasn't just what comes into the mouth and goes into the stomach of the man that defiles him, but it's what comes out of the heart that defiles a man. It's not what's intaken in. Now, I think though on the clean versus unclean foods, that was more of an anti-parasitic kind of diet. Um, if you notice, you know, pork has parasites, and a lot of people, um, if you eat undercooked pork, you're gonna get a whole bunch of grossness. I ain't gonna talk about them here. I don't do all those creepy crawlies. Uh, but that's what father's wanting us to do. Jeremiah 10, a satire on idolatry. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you. O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, do not lean, learn the way of the nations and do not be terrified by the signs of the heavens. Although the nations are terrified by them for the customs of the people are delusion because it is cut from the forest the work of the hands of a craftsman with a cutting tool. They decorate it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers so that it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field are they. That's funny. Jeff posted a really good, he posted the scripture that I was referring to. It's Matthew 15, 11. This is the King James Version. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but with that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. And that's one of my favorite verses because I struggled for a very long time trying to figure out why God, um, why the law was changed. What made it so different? And I've, I've asked pastors, and as a curious person, I like to figure out the workings of things, and... What makes things do this or that? And, and the reason behind them, the rationale behind them, because that way I'd understand it, uh, you know, it's not memorization, but learning. And so I'd asked a couple pastors and to, to my dismay, it was, it was just because Jesus said, so Jesus said that, you know, we don't have to, but never was there a message of why? And. Uh, this verse, when I found it, I w- it was an aha moment. The light bulb went off, and it was like, God, give me that answer that I'd been looking for. And that was the answer. That it's uh, Matthew fifteen eleven, It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles the man, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles him or out of the heart. It's matters of the heart. And that's where Jesus always looked to as well. If you notice back when when Jesus... Um, and read a lighter language when he was alive and talking to the disciples, a lot of it comes back to love. Now I'm not saying the hippie love and I'm not saying that Jesus didn't just, you know, that there wasn't actions and, and consequences for your actions. Sorry. There wasn't consequences for actions and he made sure that was known, but matters of the heart was what he was really trying to express. And though I'm not the best with metaphors, um, I am a black and white kind of person, you know. I don't, metaphors mess me up. And I'm kind of like, I was watching The Chosen um, season, the last part of season two. And Matthew, I, I, at first I didn't like the way they made Matthew, but he's kind of growing on me some now. And uh, so Matthew is this, not not autistic, but he's really, um, he's a very intelligent guy, um, on the show, and, but he, he doesn't, because his brain is constantly analyzing things, and he's got one of the, what I call a numbers brain, I have one of the numbers brains, it doesn't stop, and it's always trying to, like, figure out the patterns, and the whys, and the hows, and, so, he was talking about the metaphors, and he's talking about Jesus when Jesus was preparing for the um, the Temple Mound Sermon. And Matthew was sitting there, and he's like, I don't understand the metaphors, why don't you just say what you mean? I think he was talking to Philip at that time, not Jesus, so let me fix that. But uh, Matthew was talking to Philip on the show. And he was like, I don't understand the metaphors. Why does everybody get, why can't you just say what you mean? But I think it's because, you know, in a lot of cases, Jesus wasn't just speaking to one person, even though he might've been directly talking and conversing with that one person, he made his messages applicable to many. And so the wording is a little bit harder to understand and you really have to think about it. And, and it makes it, um, it makes it a challenge sometimes. And it's what I didn't like about literature class. You know, they would have you point out the different things of what, why, what does the, the couple sitting around the table, this was Curse of the Hangman's Daughter, and we had to discuss the scene. And the theme behind it with um, it was a, a bunch of friends, so probably like six adult couples, so three, three husbands and wives sitting around a table, and they start in the afternoon, and then it kind of goes down, and it gets evening, and they're talking about it, but they're like, "Oh well, you know, why, what's happening?" Because the sun's going down, and I'm like, "Well, it's getting dark." And the teacher's like, yeah, but what else is going on? Well, maybe they need to turn on the light. The teacher's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What's, What's happening? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, the sun's going down. It's getting dark. Close your curtains. Turn your lights on. Carry on. They've had a good time. You know? They obviously have missed each other because they've been talking all day. So, you know, they're having a good time. Lost track of time. It got dark. Turn on light. And... The teacher's like, oh no, the conversation is turning deep and dark and they're going to get into deeper stuff. And I'm like, well, why don't they just say that? You know, like, like Jeff was saying, don't talk about it, be about it, you know, And my own eyes and ears, what you mean and what, mean what you say, say what you mean, mean what you say, exactly. You know, I, I don't, I, it gets me, it gets me guys. I'm sure many of you can understand and relate. But I that one book and I never did finish it because I got pissed off and I actually dropped the class. Never finished my literature class in college because I was just like, nah, I don't need to do this. God didn't want God didn't make me to do that. Somebody else, fine. But uh, you know, that wasn't my gift. That wasn't my skill. God God didn't make me that way. He made me different. And so, like with the metaphors, like with Matthew, you know, I can kind of really relate. 10.5. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field are they, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, nor can they do any good. There is none like thee, O Lord. Thou art great, and great is thy name in, in might. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Who would not fear thee, O king of the nations? Indeed, it is thy due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and all and in all their kingdoms, there is none like thee. But they are all they are altogether stupid and foolish, in their discipline of the delusion, their idol is wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphas. The work of a craftsman and the hand, and of the hands of a goldsmith, violet and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skilled men, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that did not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens. It is he who made the earth by his power who established the world. By his wisdom and by his understanding, he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his molten images are deceitful, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like these. For the maker of all is he, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Pick up your bundle from the ground, you who dwell under siege. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I am singing out the inhabitants of the land. At this time, and I will cause them distress that they may be found. I'm sorry if y'all are in the chickens. They are under the RV cackling because they laid an egg. Oh, thank you, Jeff. You're so sweet. Jeff says, you know, it is a blessing to see how you all have and are growing in the Lord. Keep going and don't stop for the Lord delights in this. Brother, this Bible study has taught me so, so much. Um, it has been a true blessing. Um, COVID in itself was a blessing, even though it seems weird to say. Um, it was truly a blessing because I, I got and many, many, not just me. I don't want to be vain. Many got back into the scriptures. into the word. And it was just, it was the change that we needed though. It sucked. And some of us stubborn people like uh, myself, um, I'm sure I'm probably the only stubborn female ever, um. But you know, I, I it was a brick wall, you know, and I needed that brick brick wall to the face. It was like crash, this dummy. Pssh. Um, Jeff, you're so awesome, brother. He says I rejoice, and know he does as well. But it did it it, it awakened so many that you know I, I'm glad, I'm so glad. All right, I'm going to finish 10, and then we can look at chat some more, guys. We'll pray and do music. Woe is me because of my injury. My wound is incurable. But I said, truly, this is a sickness, and I must bear it. My tent is destroyed, and all my ropes are broken. My sons have gone from me and are no more. There is no one to stretch out my tent again or to set up my curtains, for the shepherds have become stupid and have not sought the Lord, therefore they have not prospered, and their flock is scattered. The sound of a report, behold, it comes, a great commotion out of the land of the north, to make the cities of Judah a desolation, a haunt of jackals. I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, to direct his steps. Oh, sorry. I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, nor is it in a man who walks to direct his steps. Correct me, O Lord, but with justice, not when thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Pour out thy wrath on the, nation, on the, the nations that do not know thee and on the families that do not call thy name, for they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him and consumed him and laid waste his habitation. Thank you for those flowers, Mila and um, Sherbert. I appreciate those. Podbean's calculations of it's all weird, but I do appreciate it very much. So, we did get through um, 9 and 10 today. And I think I got enough time. I know I said I was going to stop. I'm going to read 11 and then I'll stop. Maybe. I think so. I'll run out of time before I get to finish it. So, yeah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Hear the words of this covenant and speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And um, some of this we were we had read back in Exodus fourteen, thirty and thirty one. And say to them, Thus says the Lord the God of Israel, cursed is the man who does not heed the word of the, the words of this covenant which I commanded your forefathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace saying, listen to my voice and do according to all which I command you. So you shall be my people and I will be your God in order to confirm the oath, which I swore to your forefathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then I answered and said, Amen, O Lord. So, as I was talking about with the desert, um, you know, that was a land of flowing with milk and honey. I mean, it was a flourishing land. It wasn't desert like we see now. And the Lord said to me, Proclaim proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, Hear the words of this covenant and do them. For I solemnly warned your fathers in the day that I brought them up from the land of Egypt, even to this day, warning persistently, saying, Listen to my voice. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked each one in the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore I brought on them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but they did not. Then the Lord said to me, A conspiracy has been found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have turned back to the iniquities of their ancestors who refused to hear my words, and they have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am bringing disaster on them, which they will not be able to escape. Though they will cry to me, yet I will not listen to them. Then the cities of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem will go and cry to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they surely will not save them in the time of their disaster. For your gods are as many as your cities, O Judah, and as many as the streets of Jerusalem are the altars you have set up to the shameful thing, altars to burn incense to Baal. Therefore do not pray. For this people, nor lift up a cry or a prayer for them, for I will not listen when they call to me because of their disaster. What right has my beloved in my house when she has done many vile deeds? Can the sacrificial flesh take away from you take away from you your disaster so that you can rejoice? The Lord called your name, a green olive tree, beautiful in fruit and form. With the noise of a great tumult, he has kicked kindled fire on it, and its branches are worthless. And the Lord of hosts who planted you has pronounced evil against you because of the evil of the house of Israel and of the house of Judah, which they have done to provoke me by offering up sacrifices to Baal. Moreover, the Lord made it known to me that I knew it. Then thou didst show me their deeds, but I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. And I did not know that they had devised plots against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with its fruit, and let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. But O Lord of hosts, who judge righteously, who tries the feelings in the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for to thee I have committed my cur- my cause. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the men of Anathoth, who seek your life, saying, Do not prophesy in the name of the Lord that you might not die at our hand. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I am about to punish them. The young men will die by the sword, and their sons and daughters will die by famine, and a remnant will not be left to them, for I will bring disaster on the men of Anathoth, the year of, of their punishment. So one of these gods, um, that we were talking about on Thursday and then me and Jeff had also discussed it uh Thursday evening was um from the fertility goddess that they were um baking um cakes for and things. I'm trying to find my notes. I'm sorry guys. I had a little section that I wrote down some notes on, but I think it may be in my other notebook. It's somewhere here. Ah, here it is. Alright, so in Greek, Hebrew, not Greek. I keep wanting to do that. In Hebrew, queen is Melikath. And I've got that on the for the show notes. It's spelled out. And this is all wrote out on that one too from Thursday. The word significance is found in the Chronicle of Judah's idolatry. It's used to... You solely to designate a fertility goddess worshipped in Jeremiah's day, the queen of the heavens, Meliketh. And this one is hard to say. Mayam. It's either Ashtoreth, which was symbolized by the moon, or Astarte, which was symbolized by Venus. And in Jeremiah 7.18, we had discussed about how the women were baking cakes and burning incense. And Jeremiah 44, 17 through 19, they were hoping for fertility blessing. And then 44, 25, the judgment on this practice, um, the Lord decided to make it counterproductive so that they weren't able to. He stopped them being able to um, conceive, And a lot of pagans, especially... Baal, Canaanite, Pagans, or whatever, because that's where the Astarte comes from, is from the Canaanites, I, I believe, I may be wrong, but I think I have that right, and um, a lot of them were worshiping to her, and see, that's what they try to use, they will actually take, and I saw this online when I was going through and learning about some of the Pagan ways and stuff of Easter, that they will use that scripture. Um, Jeremiah forty four twenty five to justify why people are supposed to make sacrifices and burn incense to that the queen of the heavens. So the queen of the heavens is not a good thing. By the way, I thought it was. I was like, oh, queen of the heavens, that'll be awesome. No, no, it's not. Um, guys, I'm going to play. Let's see if I can get some little some music to go in here. While I get something to drink and take prayer request. I won't play the whole thing, but um, here's some music for you guys while I get something to drink. It's rainy, sort of like overcast here today in South Carolina, and that's about to make me go to sleep. So, do we have any other prayer requests? I see Lizanella's. And I'm happy to see you here this morning, sis. Uh, and Ellen, she sent me a message. Ellen's having Podbean issues, so um, this is another document for Podbean. Please fix your problems because people pay for these subscriptions. People like me and people like Jeff and when we can't get our features to work and our people can't listen, it's really a pain. So Podbean, note to you, please fix your problems. Thank you. Sincerely, Barth Nation.
2: What kind of procedure you have on Wednesday, Jazzy, if you don't mind saying?
1: I you've had a lot of stuff going on, sister. Guys, keep Jazzy in your prayers this week, too. Alright, guys. Um, Is there something we can focus our prayer on for you, Jazzy? On that. She's sister. So she's having abdominal pain after a ruptured appendix. She's been in the hospital. Jorge has been. She's had some issues lately. She's had to go in and out. She's been in and out of the hospital, and and we will definitely pray for you, sister. Do you want me to add you on the Bards? Um, bend knee prayers for Friday. If you do, send me a DM on Telegram, and uh, we'll we'll make sure you're added on there. Okay, we'll wait for the results. Okay. Anybody that does have any prayer requests, they'd like them to go on. Um, Scott does bended knee prayers Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. On Fridays, we um, I take prayer requests throughout the week, and then on Fridays, he reads those. So if you anybody ever has any of those they want to uh, have on there, send me a DM on Telegram, or you can email me at nickknight at protonmail.com. I think my email's below the show. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and pray. It's just a little afternoon now um, on the East Coast, so we're going to go ahead and bow our hands and pray. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes, okay? I don't want to make it hurt. Heavenly Father, we thank you for waking us up today, for allowing us to have just the ability to to gather here in this space to read the word and to absorb it to soak it in to bathe in your presence lord to gather in this fellowship and this community is so beautiful it's so wonderful that you brought it together like this father and we thank you for that we thank you for For just giving us discernment and wisdom father we thank you for loving us even though we don't deserve the mercy and grace you still offer it to us and and it's such a beautiful thing as we go into passover week and and passover starts um this is holy week and and it starts wednesday it just father let us be reminded of of what jesus endured and the promise uh, from you through Jesus to deliver us continually Mm -hmm. from the evil, from the deceptions, from, from the pain of this world. Father, we are not of this world, but we are in this world. And many of us are going through struggles and pain and hurting and suffering. And, and father, we know that's only temporarily that's going to go away. And father, we pray that you take all of that away from us, that, that you give us that resounding, just strong, faith that that courage that lets us know that we're going to keep going on and everything's still going to be okay we're going to have these hard times we're going to have these tumultuous times we're going to have people that are going to persecute us but you know they did that to jesus and jesus still endured and jesus saved us. Jesus loved us that much. So Father, thank you for that. Thank you for that blessing and and we ask that you forgive us for our sins, for our inequities, for our transgressions, for anything wrong that we may have done against a brother or a sister, Father, for for ill thoughts and 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 anything that we just, you know, we may have been jealous or envious of, Father. We know that's earthly things and that's that that's stuff that the devil is trying to use against us so father we we pray that you take that away and that you forgive us for that father we humbly ask that that you offer some some healing prayers and some answers for our sister Jazzy um, who's had some abdominal pain after the ruptured appendix father she's she's endured so much as as a nurse as a Christian as a a beautiful sister and father we just lift her up we pray for answers and that she is able to find out what's going on and that you're able to direct those that are that lay hands on her to be able to heal her and to help her to recover for tyler um, ellen's family member who had a drug overdose a teenager he's been on life support for three weeks father we lift him up for you to you and and we pray that Whatever your will, we know is gonna be done. But Father, we pray that that Tyler will be used to glorify your name. That if he is not healed, Father, if that is not in your will, that that this life not be in vain, that this life lost is not in vain, that that Tyler's family and friends and those that, that knew Tyler are able to see what what a struggle people have with these drugs and, and seek you, Father, so that way they're not trying to replace that emptiness with a drug. Father, for Pat, um, Liz's 92-year-old friend who's recovering from her second cancer surgery and her son, Rick, who's taking care of him, Father, just be with with Pat as she's healing and, and Father, if it's your will, Father, we ask that you, you cure her and give her that miracle of healing, but if that's not your will, Father, then just like with Tyler, Father, use her to help glorify your name. Lift her son Rick up, who's being a wonderful son, trying to help take care of his mother. Lift him up, Father, and, and give him strength to keep on going through each day and, and doing what he needs to do to be a child of Christ, to be wonderful to his for his mom, for his ima, Father, we thank you for all these blessings that you've given us, and and continue to pour out. It's just we're so undeserving, but you still continue to give us these blessings, Father. For those that don't know you yet, I pray that something comes across their path, that something will that will intervene in their life, that they see something and and start talking to you father because that's the best relationship we can have is our relationship with you father i thank you for my relationship with that i have with you and for the relationship you've given me and this fellowship you've given me here with all of these father god thank you for for all of these many blessings in jesus name i pray amen guys, I'm sorry for all the dinging that kept coming through on my phone. Um, It seems like everybody wanted to send notifications and text messages at the same time. So if y'all heard the ding, ding, dings, my apologies. I'm still learning. I'm a work in progress. You know, I'm short, but God only, you know, he, he works on our height until we get to where he wants us to grow perfectly. And then he starts working inside. So I had a lot of work to be doing on on the inside. I got height-wise great, but you know, yeah, I'm a beautiful mess. Thank you, Lizadella. I am a mess and you're welcome, Jazzy. Um, guys, that's the end of today's show. I'll be back tonight at 7 PM Eastern with Angie. We're going to be talking about comfortable country. Um, next show for sister on scripture is going to be Thursday at 11 AM. We'll pick up with Jeremiah 11. Um, or 12. I'm sorry. Jeremiah 12. I'll get all of this posted up soon. Um, when the music's over, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast so I can get it uploaded for y'all and eat some lunch. God bless you all. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Go spread the message of Jesus and be salt light out there. You know, there's too much that's going to get in our way and it's not important, but Jesus is. So have a wonderful blessed day.
3: Out of time, sin separated. The breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight. So you made a way across the great divide. to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe.
1: Broke my
3: chains, freed my soul for the first place. This is all my righteousness Nothing but the blood